This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hey, man, what are you doing? I'm going over my notes for the show, man. Wednesdale, back again. I know you're at the Big Oak table yeah. and you're back here on a Wednesday, but it is not... Winsdale's anymore. It's, it's motor mouths. What motor is that? Mouths. Okay, it's where we sit in there and we take calls from people and then we mouth back to them and that's what I do. All right, is Rut ready? Rut's ready. Believe me. All right. I think he's in there under the desk. Awesome. Let's go. Okay. Welcome to Motor Mouse, Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, and this guy used to be my friend, Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, Rut, where's Rut? Stop it right down there. there. No, right. you do all right. hosting the show, I too. Know. I know. <laughs> just, yeah. you? I know. Uh, what are we going to talk about on the show today? I mean, no, nothing no, going on no, this no, week, is there? No. Not much going on. Yeah. 2020 schedule coming out. That's what's on the starting grid today. We're going to talk about that. Big changes for NASCAR coming up, and they seem to be very popular changes as well. And we'll get Dell Jr.'s take on the 2019 season thus far. We don't get to see him here live on NASCAR America much these days. Yeah, so we well, want to get your take, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to The download that. is awesome, though. And, of course, we want to hear from you guys, 844-NASCAR-NBC. And, of course, hit us up as well. Hashtag let me say this. Say right, this. Let's jump right into it. Yes. I know you have opinions on the schedule. and hear your opinions on the 2020 schedule. Obviously, Huge changes for NASCAR. We've outlined some of the highlights here, and, and there's a lot of highlights on that. There page. are, and we're going to get to a lot of that uh, pretty much, you know, as the fans call in tonight, we're going to talk about everything pretty much that got changed on this schedule. But the two things I think that jump out at me are we're going to have to wait one more year for anything new. Yeah. Uh, and with current agreements that the tracks have with the, with the series, they're not allowed to, they're not able to make any of these changes and remove tracks and put new tracks in. So no new short tracks. That a lot of people want. Might be coming, though. Could be coming. We might have to wait till next year to see if we get new short tracks or any road courses or anything like that during the regular season. The other thing that jumps out to me is the playoffs, particularly the last race of the season, Phoenix. Uh, can Phoenix deliver? Uh, it has a lot to live up to because Homestead has delivered. Homestead yeah, has, has been amazing. And I think that that's a bold strategy and a risky move to put Phoenix as the last race of the season I want it to work. Aside from restarts, it'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, all I, I'll say this. No matter where we've raced in the playoffs, the intensity has been incredible. Yes, yes. absolutely. And that, to me, yeah. says a lot more about the drivers yeah. than where we're at, Wherever where we we're racing. Good so point. I believe that Phoenix will deliver as the finale. Yeah. And uh, so those are the two things I think that stand out to me. But a great point about yeah. how Miami has delivered yes, that championship has. race yes, every year. And hopefully uh, ISM Raceway can do the same thing. KP, your thoughts? Here's what stands out to me. They made a change. That's what <laughs> stands out to me. After all the talk and after all the angst and all the hand rubbing and everything that went on, finally somebody stepped up and said, yeah, we're going to change something. We're going to change something. May not be the last change we're going to see, and we don't believe it will be, but they did. They shuffled. They moved. They changed the last race. They moved Miami to a different place. 
You move Indy to a different place. Uh, cutoff races are just so much is different that they made changes. They heard what the fans said. They heard what uh, what TV has said, what everybody has been talking about. Make something happen. Do something. Shake it up a little bit. So they put them in a bag and they shook them out. Some of them came out kind of in the same place. Some of them came out in a different place, so it's going to be interesting. I just applaud that they made a change. I, I love all the cut races. I mean, you look at Daytona yeah. to end the regular season, Darlington to start the playoffs. That first round is going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Ending with Bristol <laughs> as a cut race, then the Roval as a cut race, and Martinsville as a cut race. That, that to me, is these playoffs are hard, and that first round is a driver's first round. That's, That's going right. To be challenging. Cut races round. that are short tracks and road courses. Yeah. And yeah. so if we could sprinkle a little of that in the regular season in the coming se- coming years, yes. we'll have something. Yeah. All right. Of course, we want to hear from you guys all day long. Make sure you hit us up, 844-NASCAR-NBC. Holding his perfect record, Kyle, Carl from Akron. Carl from Akron, baby. First call of the day. What do you Way got? to go, Carl. What you got today? Hey, NASCAR here. Uh, good. First of all, Dale, honored to talk to you. Uh, your last full season. Uh, we got a pit pass. I told my mama she's 60 years old, probably wouldn't get to meet you. You took the time and met her and signed her shirt. Made her get emotional, but I thank you for your time on that. With that being said, the schedule, great job, NASCAR. I see tempers flaring and fists are flying at the tracks. With that being said, my question is, on this double header at Pocono, do you see NASCAR allowing them to bring two cars or do engine changes for that doublehead weekend? What do you think? I think they'll do whatever they need, they yeah. can to have to allow those guys to compete in that second event. If you yeah. crash your car on Saturday in the race or break a motor, yeah. I think that NASCAR is going to allow them to get backup cars out, change engines. There'll be some officiating to to make sure there's yeah. no funny stuff going on. But we're going to have a doubleheader, and you're going to be able to compete in both. Yeah, and here's what here's what I think you need to understand. They made these changes for you guys out there, for the fans. They made this, these changes to make the racing more interesting. They're not going to have Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson in that first doubleheader, first race, crash their cars and not come back the next day. Right. Never going to happen, people. Never going to happen. So they're going to do something, and whatever the penalty is or whatever you have to do to be able to go to a backup car, backup engine if you break, or whatever that may be. I saw a lot of people commenting on social media about why would they even go to a doubleheader? Yeah. Uh, why take a date away from uh, Pocono? Uh, I believe that that date was coming away from Pocono at some yeah. point in the future. Going there twice within the period of pretty much a month, a month's yeah. time was always, always. difficult. Yeah. yeah. And I think that this is great that they get a doubleheader. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be unique to Pocono itself. Uh, should be pretty exciting because we'll have Xfinity and truck there as well. Yeah. It's going to be a big ticket. I think it's going to, uh, and they're not they're not raising prices, which is a great point. Yeah, yeah. which is a great Nick point. But it's a little point, bit of a yeah. throwback to what NASCAR used to be. They used to run doubleheaders well, all go. the time. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it, you can go back to the Xfinity series, which was the Bush series, which was the Sportsman series, which was this, this, this. Uh, they run doubleheaders all the time. So this is this is a little bit of a throwback. I well, like that. The worst case scenario for Pucknow is that they lose the date and nothing happens. Yeah. This yeah. is a this is a great yeah, uh, alternative to And, and they got out in front of that and said, hey, we'll yeah. take the doubleheader. We don't yeah. want to lose the date. A couple things come to mind. You know, Nate Ryan talking with Steve O'Donnell yesterday, he said, we're going to work on the rules. We'll have them in a few weeks, and we're going to sit down with the teams and really work on that. But going back to a conversation I had with Roger Penske a couple weeks ago, he felt doubleheaders were necessary because after every race, these teams are cutting bodies off of cars. Yeah. Now you run them twice in a weekend, yeah. it just saves the team so much money on travel and everything. I'm excited to see what the turnover looks like from the first race to the second race. And that's going to put the teams in the spotlight, which is great for yeah. those guys. It's right. really going to it's, it's put the teams good. and the crew chiefs in the spotlight yeah. as far as how innovative they can get yeah. during the transition from the first race on Saturday to Sunday. 
All right, let's take another call. Dan from Brooklyn, New York is on line three. Dan, how you doing, man? What's your question? I'm doing good. Uh, real quick, Dale, your dad drove my dad's uh, late model back in uh, 1984 at the showdown of Champions. Oh, really? Uh, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was a great car. He loved that car. There you <laughs> go. That's good, good man. That's good. Dan. Uh, so my comment is I, I don't like Daytona losing the 4th of July race, um, but I understand the intrigue of having it bookend the regular season. Now, for 2021, what would you guys think if they condensed the schedule even more, had uh, the championship race at the end of September, Darlington would be the opener of the round of eight, and then uh, in order to do that, they'd have to have more double headers and maybe some Wednesday night races at uh, some short tracks like uh, Martinsville or maybe Rockingham, you know, tracks that are close to Charlotte. Good point, Dan. And yeah. so let's, let's address that real quick. There are other traditionalists who want to say yeah. Daytona, July, that belongs there. I personally love the regular season yeah. ending at Daytona because we saw what Ricky Stenhouse w was willing to do last year in the July race. Imagine that being the last race of the regular season. Yeah, these drivers are going to work all season to put themselves in position to make the playoffs. It's pretty much decided by that point, by that final race. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for someone to possibly bump one guy out of the playoffs yeah. at Daytona. If it was up to me, I'd have Daytona as a championship race. Yeah. But I don't yep. know if that'll really ever happen. So the fact <laughs> that, that would be jazz. Yeah, I don't that think might any, be a bit much. I don't, anybody would, I don't think anybody would go with that. But <laughs> the fact that it gets it, it gets a showcase yeah. itself, which it should, because it yeah. is it is a cornerstone, a pillar to the to the series and to the history of the sport. So I love it being being the final race of the regular season. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I'm I look at it as a traditionalist too, but I look at it as I want to grow the sport. I want more fans to come. I want more fans to sit in the stands. I want more fans to tune in and watch it on TV. I want more kids to come out of the fan stands and be a part of the sport. If we change it up a little bit and show that we can be fresh, that we can be new, that we can be relevant, then that's important. Um, and I think Daytona moving is a huge step because that's NASCAR putting their money where their mouth is and say, we're moving our races too. Yeah. We're moving stuff around. We're I understand the stuff. fans really love being able to go to Daytona in July, it was yeah. a, you got to see a race. You got to have a vacation on the beach. Uh, for drivers and people in the industry, I, the, the love sort of unraveled for me when they took away that off, off weekend yeah. before Daytona. Yes. Mm -hmm. There was an off weekend before Daytona for many, many years, and we'd go in early. And much like the fans, you know, we'd enjoyed the beach and, and, and what Daytona has to offer, but they took that away from us one year. And from that point on, uh, I, you know, I could care less when Daytona was. I love racing there, but it doesn't matter to me in the schedule. And NASCAR moving that weekend to Indianapolis, so they get to go to a marquee yeah. racetrack on July 4th, so kind of get the same thing going, much like they had at Daytona for many years. Well, coming up on Motor Mouse, we'll look ahead to this weekend's action at Texas Motor Speedway. Plus, you guys ready for this? Ready. There's a mystery guest who knows a little bit about the Lone Star State. He'll call in and chat with us. You guys don't know who That's it a hint. is. Yes. <laughs> no. And if you want to talk NASCAR, call us 844-NASCAR-NBC or use Kyle's hashtag. Let me say this. Here you go, sir. Thank you. All right, what we got? That's awesome. Heck yeah. And then we go yeah. to Whoa. What? Look at the first race in the playoffs. <laughs> that is pretty much shaken up. I think we all had the same yeah, reaction. Like, much. whoa, they really did make they changes. Did make like changes. you said, right. like they you made said Kyle, right? Good job. Hey, here's one thing. You know, 
that's the reaction we all had yesterday. Could this be setting up for even bigger changes? You mentioned it a moment ago in 2021. Yeah, well, all the contracts that they have with the tracks and, and the series run out, and they'll renegotiate those. And there is an opportunity at that point, I think, for NASCAR to step back and look at maybe bringing in some tracks yeah. that aren't on the schedule. Or maybe Indy could go to a road course. Maybe yeah. Indy, maybe we run the road course at Indy. We have to see still how this package races there this yeah. year. We may not want to change it after we see that race. Yeah. But we may want to try the road course before we give up on the track entirely. Yeah, I'm guessing both of you would love to see Nashville on the schedule in 2021. Listen, Nashville, <laughs> North Wilkesboro. You know, I'm, I'm back I, to you, North Wilkesboro too, man. I'm going to throw that one in. At Nashville's you. at the top of my list. Yeah, I was definitely. on the list. Oh, yeah, I was on the list. I would be I a great be. place to take yeah. Cup Series. That track is worn out wide. Yep. Yeah. Uh, would put on an amazing race. But I, I think we all agree this 2020 schedule is absolutely phenomenal. Marvin in Georgia, I think you agree with us. Do you like the new schedule? Yes, I love it very much. I'm, I'm glad they moved it around. I, I'm happy that they moved the last race of the se- season to a different track. I think it should be a different track every every year. So that's a great point, that's and that's been point. a big point of conjecture. Yeah. Should the reg- should the championship race move around? I think it produces different results. If you it know, does. It, listen, and, and we talk Homestead. It used to be at Riverside. It's been at Atlanta. It's been a lot of different places through the years. Um, and we've talked that with the all-star race, too. Should the all-star race move around? Should it be a different? I think sometimes we, we just get into that cycle where we say, well, it works. Let's leave it the way it is. But that doesn't mean it won't work somewhere else. I think Dale had a great point about the championship race. The intensity level goes up, not because of the track, but because of the drivers, but because of what's on the line. and what's... So whether you're at Phoenix, whether you're at Homestead, whether you're back at Atlanta, uh, whether you're at Iowa, you know, first time at Iowa for a championship race. How big would that be? Right. The intensity level will go up. I, I would like to see it move around. I think all the playoff races should move every year. And you really have kind of five good weather yeah. tracks. Phoenix among them, Miami, mm-hmm. Vegas, California, Texas is another one. So, in theory, that could work. Yeah, I think the drivers would love to see it move around. Especially, I don't think a lot of drivers are very excited that it went to Phoenix. Because there's only a few <laughs> that are winning races yeah, there. That's right. Yeah. And it is a racetrack that we also run yeah. at earlier in the season. Is that something that we should be doing? You know, would, would we think about going to a racetrack at the end of the year for the championship at a track like Homestead that we only run once yeah. in that final Good event? Point. So this is something I think the drivers all have, uh, you know, opinions on of where we might want to might want to move around that finale, that championship race. We also, I think, are at a great time where we could do that with the all-star race yeah. and move it around. Yes. Uh, and see what that... Yeah, we're shaking everything up. Might as well shake that up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Richard from Pennsylvania wants to talk about the Pocono races. Richard, what's on your mind? Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, Number one, I've been a Petty fan since the early, early 70s, so obviously... Early. ...with Kyle's dad. Um, Kyle, I did meet you at Pocono with my daughter in the early 90s. Oh. And I did see... (laughs) My wife and I did see... Dale Jr., I think, in the last year of his uh, racing. And I just want to tell you guys were absolutely <laughs> gracious. And That's I good, Richard. Wrap it up, questions. Richard. Wrap <laughs> it up. What's the question? What's the question? All right. Question is, number one, Pocono being back-to-back, I think that would be kind of interesting if they inverted the starting order based on the finishing order from Saturday to Ooh. Sunday. Number two, what will it take to get Bubba Wallace in the top ten on a consistent basis? And number three, what will it take to get, let's say, some a road track like Ohio on the schedule? 
A lot from you there, Richard. He also asked earlier about what happens if there's rain during the Pocono yeah. weekend. Yeah. And what they do in IndyCar, they have a little practice session. They run doubleheaders all the time. They have a little practice session Sunday morning. That sets the lineup okay. for Sunday's race. So, so what, what was it? So how, think, how do you, Inverting the field, how, I think, is not a great idea. I, 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 I don't know. It works at a local track. It, work, it doesn't work. Let's it works, but but at this draw. level, you, it's, it's, you don't want to do that. You don't want to yeah. penalize a guy. I mean, right. why, why are we penalizing guys at this level? I don't, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you could maybe invert some cars. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's boring to yeah. just start the guys the way they finished yeah. the, race, the race the day before, even start them the way they qualified for the first race. Uh, they could do some things where they may draw a peel or something. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, right. Um, he asked about road courses. You said, I would love to see more. Yeah. And he, he said, yeah, I would love think, to see more. I think NASCAR is definitely probably going to look at uh, you know, bringing more road courses or some road courses back into the schedule in 2021. Yeah. We'll just his, have to see. His yeah. other question was Bubba Wallace. Yeah, what, he's going to have to change teams. He needs better cars. Yeah, that's how it's Hold now on. That's coming from your dad. No, yeah, but here, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being, I'm, I'm I'm being know, honest. I'm just like, okay, look, if you're, if you're not in a Gibbs car or in a Penske car or in a Hendrick car or one of those cars, you're just not going to run in the top five or six right now. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. And, and it, that's not a knock on everybody else. That's just a fact of the way it is. These guys all have to catch up. And we've seen great strides from front row. We've seen great strides from, from Tad's mm-hmm. team. We've seen a lot of big teams. This team, the 43 team, seems to be stuck in a rut, and they have been over the last three or four years. They've got to break out of that. How? They've got to find a sponsor. They've got to put together a program, and they've got to get with a manufacturer, and they're with Chevy, but they've got to get with a manufacturer that pushes them a little bit harder. There's a lot of different things. So if we're just talking Bubba right now at this point in time, he's got to change teams to get better because this team has to get better with him. And I can't add nothing to that. I think you yeah, did sorry. Good job there. Sorry. sorry. And Richard's fifth question, what happens if it rains in Pocono? We run 800 miles on yeah. Monday. I think that'd be they wait yeah, till kind it of dries fun. Up. Yeah. And then you run. Yeah, it'd be great. Everybody wants longer races. Yeah, I think there. he had yeah, something to say race. about Ohio, but nobody cares about No, he Ohio. did. The, the oh, road, okay. road courses. He wanted to put Mid-Ohio on the schedule. I care so. about Ohio. Don't take that personal, people. Hey, I mean, coming up next, Mike Bagley from Sirius XM <laughs> NASCAR Radio will call in to share his thoughts on Martinsville and also take some of your calls as well. Stay tuned. Who is the best singer at Saeed's, Ryan Blaney, Bubba, or Chase Elliott? Mm. That's tough. Uh, Chase, I don't think, has ever been to Saeed's. He's always denied our invites. <laughs> he doesn't get invited. Or he yeah. denies our invites. Oh, that's yeah, it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Um, uh, you know what I'm going to have to throw in? Kyle Larson. Ooh. He, he goes to Saeed's. No way. You can probably fill everybody in. He has a timeshare there. <laughs> I'm going to wear a body cam. <laughs> yeah. I'm going and wearing a body cam, man. <laughs> Larson loves stuff. karaoke. Hey, when we're done on NBCSN, we're not done. Stick around and you can check us out on our NBC Sports YouTube page where we keep Motor Mouse going. Looking forward to taking more calls over there. Kyle might even sing. Oh. did a few weeks ago. You might. You know, you never maybe, know. Maybe. Uh, not today. Not okay, today. Not I don't today. feel like right. today. I'm just not in the mood. By the way, speaking of taking calls, nobody takes more calls in a day than our next guest, host of Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, The Morning Drive. Mike Bagley joins us. Bagman, how you doing? I'm doing great, Marty. How are you guys doing tonight? We're all, we're all good. good. So I'm good. assuming the call's today all about the 2020 schedule. What's the fan reaction been so far? Well, the fan reaction for the most part has been positive. Uh, a lot of folks looking forward to what we're going to see in 2020. There are some that have, that have a little apprehension 
Because, as you know, when change happens, people have a tendency to get a little little crossed up. But for the most part, everybody's looking forward to this. A lot of people just want to leap past 2019 and go right to 2020. Unfortunately, we can't do that. We've got, we got other fish to fry here before we get to that point. Yeah, there's more people that like to leap past 2020 and go right to 2021. Uh, I'm, I'm one of them, yeah. Dylan Hart Jr. Yeah. <laughs> you talked to a lot of crew chiefs, drivers, and owners today. Uh, what was their reaction? Uh, the reaction's good. Actually, Todd Gordon uh, sent me a text. He says, guys, I want to come on and talk about this schedule. There's a lot of unknowns, and the, obviously the big one that you guys already talked about is Pocono. How are we going to handle the doubleheader? How are we going to handle Raydown? How are we going to handle cars? And how are we going to handle qualifying and practice and all that? Uh, obviously, those details will be ironed out. But as far as, like, the people inside that are actually going to be doing the race schedule themselves from a driver's or a crew chief's point of view, they're looking forward to it. And I think that this is – this has breathed new life into a lot of folks in the inside of the ranks of the garage and outside of the ranks as well. A lot of folks are looking forward to what we have coming up. Hey, you talk about breathing new life. How about Martinsville at night? What's that going to be like, man? That's going to be insane. And that, to me, is NASCAR's new bucket list experience. Because, Kyle, you've been there. Dale, you've been there. Marty, you've been there as well. I mean, Martinsville's been on the landscape forever. I mean, since day one. And then now you put it under lights. I did a late model race there a couple of years ago, and I was blown away with how the place looks at night. We got a little taste there when we had that little Denny Chase dust up at the end of uh, the fall race a couple of years ago. And I think that's what had people craving it. And finally, Clay Campbell and that team at Martinsville got their way. I'm looking forward to that. That's one of the that's one of my more favorite changes that are coming up in 2020. Just seeing what that place looks like under the lights with a cup race going on at the same time. I got to agree with you about that being uh, probably my favorite change as well. I remember leaving that race that year uh, with Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin thinking, man, if we could bottle that up <laughs> and, and, and have that every single week somehow. The emotion that was in the, yeah. in the we couldn't, crazy. We arena couldn't print enough tickets. Crazy. It, was, yeah. it was the wildest thing I had seen and felt in a very long time and the biggest reaction I'd seen from the fans yeah. in a long time. Yeah. So I think that's great. We're going to have that night race at Martinsville next year. Uh, Atlanta. Uh, was a track. This is kind of a lesser known or lesser talked about uh, part of the change in the schedules. And Atlanta was moved from the second uh, race to behind yep. the the West Coast swing. Uh, how do you feel about that? And is that a good move for Atlanta and a positive for them? Uh, it, it is a tremendous positive, Junior, because as we all know, one of the more commonly asked questions was, why are we going to Atlanta after we leave Daytona? You know, it's not necessarily a tropical destination in Georgia there at the end of February. And I was like, why can't we, we, we move it back? And I think that's caused the fans to maybe shy away from that place a little bit. By moving it after the West Coast swing and, and giving them a little time to warm up, I think that's doing a lot of favors to Atlanta and a lot of the favors to the fans that have either gone there and endured some of the weather challenges we've had or some that have decided to steer clear. Perhaps maybe we'll get them to come back. I mean, Georgia at the end of March there, uh, well, actually the middle of March, around the 15th, to me, is a whole lot better than the end of February. I like that change, and I like them putting it deeper in. You know, we're getting our warm weather environments all squared away by going out west earlier, which leaves us a little room to work with on the backside in the cases of, like, Atlanta. You know, Bagley, the thing that jumps out at me are the cut races in 2020. You've got Bristol, Charlotte, the Roval, and then Martinsville. You guys talked to Jerry Caldwell from Bristol today on the morning drive. What was his reaction to being a cut race for the Bristol night race now in the playoffs? He, he is ecstatic and justifiably so. I heard you guys talking about this a few moments ago. The cut races, Bristol, the Roval, and Martinsville, 
and then you start everything off at the – I mean, that's, that's a pretty potent playoff lineup. And it got me thinking this afternoon, you know, some folks – when you have your when you have your 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 legacy fans, as I call them, who aren't really in favor of the playoffs, perhaps maybe this will change some minds because yeah. you're adding another short track, and obviously you're kicking it off at the legendary sense. Darlington Raceway. I mean, one guy told me today NASCAR is basically just trying to kill us because we can't take all this excitement. <laughs> he says, but between going to Darlington, to going to Bristol, going to Charlotte, going to Martinsville, I can't take this. He says, I just may end up going to all of them. So there's a lot of excitement for that is concerned. But I like the fact we got two short tracks and a road course to eliminate drivers in the playoffs going forward. Well, we're all excited for 2020. Yeah, back to business tomorrow for you guys on TMD. You'll be back at 7 a.m. talking Texas, no doubt. Looking forward to hearing you guys in the morning. Appreciate it, fellas. Always a pleasure. I love the show. Thanks, hey, man. man. We love the morning drive. Yeah, too. for sure. Yes, for indeed. sure. So, hey, let's grab one more call before we go to break okay. here. Willie in South Carolina wants to talk about the Indy Daytona swap. Willie, how you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. I'm such a big fan of Dale Jr. and – my question is how your guys feel about the Daytona Indianapolis swap, specifically Dale Jr. All right, let's dive into this a little bit more. You know, I think we uh, – there's two things. We haven't been to, to Indy or Daytona with the package that we're going to race there. Yeah. We, you know, Daytona's going to go – That's a good point about the Daytona, Yeah, Daytona's going to have that 550 right. horsepower package. Right. It hasn't even raced yeah. yet. We're going to see it at Talladega for the first time. So I'm going to have a sort of a wait-and-see approach. Yeah. Once we see how that package races at Indy, I think Indy's on a short leash. Yeah. If that race doesn't produce this year, I think you have to consider changing it to the road course in 2021. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to give up on the venue, but what that does for us is if we become the guys that run the road course there, that makes us unique and yeah. different from the Indy, four, Indy 500. Yeah. And that may be our place yeah. at Indianapolis Motor Speedway is in the road course. And I think we put on a fabulous race at that racetrack running the road course. So, but, you know, I don't want to give up on this certain this year's package, and we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. But there's always a fallback plan. We don't have to leave the venue. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people love to see us go race at IRP. I would, too. I think the Xfinity truck. I would. I would. <laughs> I don't I would. care if yeah, it's hands up. Hands up. <laughs> I, don't care. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they need to move it, the, the Xfinity series yeah. from – from the big track to the little track. But at some point in the year, I'd love for us to race at IRP. I mean, yeah. just love the racetrack. It's an amazing short track. Yeah, it, you know, and, and, and you bring up a great point where we're talking about moving these races and doing this and doing this at Daytona and doing this at Indy. But we've not even seen the package that we're racing right now in 2019 on these racetracks to even think about what it can be in 2020. We uh, had, so I, I think you got to, I think that. Well, and, it, and it promises to be yeah. much different yes. in Indianapolis because yes. we've yeah. kind of seen this package yeah. in the Xfinity series in Indianapolis right. and people, the race was fantastic. People are going to say, well, we had yeah. the high drag package at Indy before. It was yeah. not good. Uh, this is a little bit the, different. A little bit Let's, different. Right. I'm still, I'm going to be, hey, I'm going to be open-minded. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock it until I see it. Uh, and the Xfinity race there well, last year was lights out. Yeah. It was wild. All right, Ron uh, wants to chime in on the playoff format, and uh, I think we all agree it's a tough format for 2020. Ron, what's your thought? Hey, this is for Dale Jr. again. I, I want to call it the Jimmy Johnson change rule. He won seven championships, and I'm going to be <laughs> concerned. You can take a guy out now in the round of 16 or the round of 12 or the round of eight. A, a, an idiot can, can take out a great driver who's way ahead in points, take him out in one round, and it's not fair. They should let the guys race like they used to do in the chase. 
And I, I, uh, I, I just call the Jimmy Johnson okay. rule. They, they don't want him yeah. to win. All okay. right, Ron. Thanks and, for calling. We, 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 <laughs> all have, Appreciate it. we all have discussed <laughs> that first round, Kyle. In no yeah. doubt. It's and hard. Listen, Darlington, Richmond, but, Bristol. But listen, listen. I, and I understand what he's saying. I, I do understand what he's saying. But we're right in the middle of the NCAA tournament. A team can get hot. A 16 team can get hot and knock out a number one seed. What's your point? Yeah. What's your point? That's, you know what I mean? You're it's, over it's, here nodding your head. Yeah, I, like, I, that's, I, I, I see his point. I do see his point. But I when do, I look I at do. other, when I look at other sports, they, yeah. they, other, t- everybody's in the same boat. You get Everybody, a wild card team in you this. You've got this. You There's play your upsets, way into the playoffs always. That's uh, part of Cinderella that's story. Part of that's sport, what we all talk about in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree. It, I, but I do I agree. agree, sort of hit to his point. I think all ten racetracks should change every year. I mean, you can make an announcement early was enough. Is that his point? Tracks. No, he, he was saying about the Jimmy Johnson rule. was his point. Yes, I do. I do I'm saying that. you I should do. make I, I agree tracks different I, every year. I, I really love the, the playoff, the, the rounds. Yes. Uh, you know, again, I, I think I Phoenix, Phoenix needs to be flexible that last championship race. Yes. But what they did for this schedule, for the rounds, to me, yeah. uh, I, I, I could see some uh, consistency. And we talk about here. the cut race. We talk about the cut race. And we know how important the first race and yeah. every one of these rounds sure. is to get that good, solid start to have something to build on. These are tough first races, too. They're yeah. awfully tough and only yeah. three mile and a half, so yeah. it's a very different departure from the past. Jesus from Miami. Jesus, what's your thought on the 2020 schedule? Uh, the 20 schedule is good, but uh, I was just saying, uh, what, what was NASCAR thinking of choosing Arizona over Homestead? When down here in Homestead, we got the best – the best fishing, we got Miami Beach. We also have uh, Disney World a couple of hours. Why, yeah. why would I want yeah. to take my family to uh, yeah. Arizona? Well, and, yeah. you'll, and you'll still have a race, Jesus, and it'll be in March. That's when yeah. the IndyCar race used to be on the schedule when they had a race. At, you just gave me three reasons to come to South Florida that have nothing to do with racing. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, and I, I got you on that. That's for the week after the race. But, I, I, you know, I think, just like we've said here, Move it around. Give other shot, other cities an opportunity. When you see the Super Bowl, which is their, the, the big game, okay, this is a big race. This decides our champion. Four drivers, winner take all, that's it. Why not give other cities an opportunity to experience that, to have that event, whether it be Phoenix, whether it be up in Daytona, whether it be Charlotte, um, whether it be Iowa, and, you know, whether it be a short track yeah. somewhere. You've got to move that around. Well, that said, you got to give Homestead a lot of credit. They've oh, done an great. amazing yes, job hosting the championship over the last several years, whether it's a truck series, Xfinity series, or the Cup series. They blow it out. Yeah, it's always, it feels like the biggest event yes, of the it does. year. And so Phoenix is, is, is uh, you know, up against the wall, and they got to deliver. And I'm sure they will, but, you know, the blueprint looks pretty good. Yeah, they'll be measured Homestead. against Homestead. That's right. They'll be measured against and Homestead. And that's a tough track to keep yeah. up with, no doubt about it. All right, you guys ready for what's next? What is next? Mystery caller time. And Who's I think, the mystery caller? Is not, it for all of us? Or, I mean, y'all keep looking at me. Y'all keep looking at me. We'll find out next. <laughs> Tonight on Wednesday Night Hockey, it's an action-packed doubleheader. First at 7.30 Eastern on NBCSN. It's an original six clash as the Rangers take on the Bruins. And then at 10, the Golden Knights face off against the Avalanche in the Mile High City. I know what Kurt Busch is going to be doing tonight. Yeah. He's going to be watching his Golden Knights, seeing if they can win. 
Uh, you guys, you said in, in the break you're a little nervous. I am a little nervous. I, <laughs> don't yeah, I, I feel like I'm color. on the spot here. You I feel might, like I'm you on might the spot. Be. One of you might be. I don't yeah. know. All right, so here's the game. I'm going to give you guys 45 seconds to guess who the mystery caller is. Is that cool? Yeah. I've, already, I've already eliminated two guesses because I had A.J. Foyt and Eddie Gossett. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, mystery caller, are you on the line, by the way? Yes, sir. All right. Howdy, Marty. Uh, good, to, good to see you. So, so give us some hints of where you live, mystery caller. Well, I, I live uh, not too far from AJ Foyt. <laughs> Are you going to the motocross race in Houston? I just might. Yes, sir, I am. Oh, okay. I know who it is. Uh, you know, I know, who it, is. I know who it is. I know <laughs> who it is. Someone on our show for ah! time. Who is it? Do what? Do you I want said, me to say who it is? You can say who it is. You got no. it. Go it's Lyle Lovett. There you go. Really? Yes. I love it. Wow. So Kyle Petty. Kyle yeah, never get it. How you doing, Lyle? Man, thank you for calling, dude. Uh, so. How's things in Houston? Meet Dale Jr. and Marty How Snyder. Doing, wow. yeah, there they are. Yeah, yeah, famous rocks are on the line. Marty, yes, sir. Thank you all for having me on. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So, so you've known Kyle for a long time. How did this relationship really start, Lyle? You know, I met Kyle really through Victory, the Victory Junction, his Victory Junction camp. That's and cool. uh, uh, went to a fundraiser and and uh, met Kyle and his whole family, and and uh, I you know I immediately liked Kyle because I've been called Kyle most of my life, and <laughs> and, and so I felt like connected to him, connected to him right away. All right, so the we went to, on the... we went to horse shows together, and, yep. and uh, I, I know Kyle's an avid motorcyclist, which I am as well, and and then it turns out he's a wonderful singer and songwriter, so we have just oh, a lot yeah. of fun. That is awesome. That's what I was going to ask you about. The picture that we're seeing on our screen right now on the right is of you guys last October playing a concert together. So how did Kyle do on stage, Lyle? Oh, you know, Kyle's a complete pro. <laughs> you know, anybody that can go 200 miles an hour in a circle, being on stage is a piece of cake. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hit anything. I told him I got, I, I'd driven Richard Petty's race car and played Lyle Lovett's guitar. So two things on my bucket list. That was huge. Huge man. Shell shock. That was, fun. I, I, that was I, crazy. Well, I was a big fan of his music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so that. this is really cool for me. But um, have you ever gotten such a great compliment from another musician? No, like him? no, a legend. No, that's that's what I'm saying, man. I'm like pumped up. I'm getting yeah. ready to leave. See I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, we were, your guitar we were playing and. Yeah. We were playing in Charlotte, and the crowd was so thrilled when Kyle walked out on stage. It was a surprise to him, and, and uh, Kyle walked out there, and everybody yeah. went crazy. Did you yeah. get nervous, Kyle? I was nervous. I bet. I was nervous. Look, <laughs> right. I'm nervous because I'm in front of a crowd, and then I'm playing Lyle's guitar, so I'm double nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that was huge, man. That was huge. Lyle, I want to know who has better hair, you or Kyle? Well, Kyle definitely has better hair than I do. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, check this out. That, nobody's no, better. Look, that is. Look at nobody. That. That's when you Lyle, they're, they're digging in. They're digging in archives. They're digging in archives. This is killing us, man. Might be an old one. This is killing Tell April and your family I love them and hello, please. Thank well, you for calling, too, man. Kyle. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank well, you. I want to. You were, you were. So you grew up watching Richard Petty. Is that correct, Lyle? Yeah, well, yes, sir. I'd, I'd watch uh, you know, I'd watch NASCAR on, on television and. and yeah. uh, you know, so I, I've 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 always been a fan. I've never been to a NASCAR race what? live, yeah. But I, but I follow NASCAR on TV. We need to get you out to a race sometime soon. I mean, Texas what race is right around the corner. To? Well, Texas is right this weekend. I don't know. They've changed the schedule. I don't know what the where the race is following. Okay, well, we'll have to get Kyle. <laughs> we're going to send him schedule again. <laughs> we'll send Lyle. He's a motocross schedule. guy. He is a yeah. motocross guy. Lyle's really? a motocross. Yes, aren't you, Lyle? Yeah, well, that's right, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to Supercross this weekend. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's the Houston round, and I'm excited to see all my buddies down there. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Dell Jr. shell shocked here. I've never seen him shell shocked in my life. So, tell us what you've been up to, Lyle. What's going on with your music, and are you touring right now? You know, uh, I'm kind of always touring, but right now we're on a little break, and, and I'll be going out with my large band this summer. We'll go from coast to coast all over the country. I uh, just got back from the U.K. playing the C2C festival over there. So I've been, you know, I've been doing this, uh, this playing, playing music, doing something that I love to do that I would just do for fun, turned into my job, and I just couldn't be more grateful or, you know, uh, appreciative of the people that support me. Well, Al, I know that you said you're a big-time motocross fan. You watched Richard Petty uh, uh, in the 70s and uh, watched him uh, throughout the 80s. Is there a driver on the, on the series in NASCAR today that you're a fan of? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, there, there are – well, that, that – you know, I watched that Jimmy Johnson. He's a, uh, he's a motocross fan as well. And yeah. So I, and knowing, knowing that about him it makes me take a special interest in him. Yeah. Nice. That's good, man. Cool. That's good. Are you surprised? I am really surprised. I'm really surprised. Y'all got a lot of love to call into this lowly show, our lowly show here, Motor Mouse. Thank hey. you so much, man. You don't know what this means. I, I mean it, man. Well, um, that is so cool. Honored to be on with y'all, and uh, I'm I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a fan from way back, Kyle and and, uh, and Dale Jr. Just just a huge fan, and and uh, just y'all keep up your great work. Cool. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy talking about the races as much as you enjoy racing in them. Yes, yeah, man, that's cool. We will. Thank we're you. Great to hear from hey, you. Yeah. We're equally big fans. Yeah. I'm sure, man. Yeah. Love you. Does Take that, care. Thank Does that officially you. make Lyle the uh, thank you, most man. famous person to call in and ask our America ever, maybe? Dude, I would I, never I, guess that. Dang. But I got him the same way that, like, last week we had Herschel. And it's the cadence yeah. of the way they talk. But I right? knew, they're so, like I they, knew they just that Herschel had rode in the, tr- in, the yeah. in your in your charity ride. Um, I've been a, I've you know I've listened yeah. to a lot of songs and love some oh, of the yeah. songs and just man, oh, that's all I get guy, a chance man. to talk he's to the guy. Great, great, great yeah. guy. Just so seems like it. So cool. And to me, it's always amazing how you find NASCAR fans kind of everywhere. everywhere. Like here he is. Everywhere. He grew up watching Richard yeah. Petty, thinking it's Richard crazy, Petty man. was so cool, and he goes on yeah. to become a. Very famous yeah. musician. Excited that he's going to be in Houston this weekend. Guess who else is going to be in Houston? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Of course, he'll race Sunday in Fort Worth, but he's going to Houston the night before because he's going to be the guest analyst for our Monster Energy Supercross event in Houston. You can catch it live Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on NBCSN. And guess what? Tomorrow he's going to call into NASCAR America for the Motorsports Hour to talk about his weekend coming up. Check out the lineup. Your buddy Eddie Gossage, he's calling in KP tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. And Colton Hurd, a huge win for the 18-year-old right before his 19th birthday for his uh, win at Coda last week in IndyCar. Pretty impressive what that young man pulled off. He'll be calling in tomorrow as well. Back to your phone calls on Motor Mouse next. So my dad and I had a conversation about you. My dad said he's a lot like you, a lot like Pearson, from the standpoint that if there's a big race, Dale Jarrett's going to be a factor. Three Daytonas, two Brickyards, Coca-Cola 600. Where did that come from? I always wondered about that myself. (laughs) Big time player. Um, I I would have to say that 
it wasn't just driving a race car. The, the greatest competitors that I watched, whether it was Michael Jordan as a basketball player or Bill Russell as a basketball player, you know, I watched Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer go at it. They, they, they seemed to love that opportunity. The bigger the stage, the better they were. Awesome stuff, KP. You know, the yeah. biggest fan of coffee with Kyle might be this guy right here. Yeah. He, he's told me a couple times. It's he's good. Like, that's like your podcast. Stuff, you, know? you get stuff. You just get stuff. You nailed it, man. It's exactly like what I'm trying to do with yep. the podcast. Get in, you get down there. I did that actually. Uh, I did coffee with Kyle. <laughs> in a, in a, you know, we went. We went yeah. to the coffee shop, sat down, had a conversation, and it was one of the most comfortable interviews. Yeah. And I wouldn't even call it an interview. Yeah. It was just a conversation. It's a talk. It's yeah. a talk. And. Right. I love things like that where you can really get yeah. the truth out of yeah. someone, and they trust you yeah. when they're sitting down there talking no, to cool, you. It's cool, man. And it is some great stuff. There's a lot of great stories and a lot of great stuff in the sport, man. I love a lot of great stuff We're lucky that you're yeah, getting right. them no. out. Capturing no, the history you. of the Back sport. Back to you on that, too, which man. Is, That's good is, with the podcast. Which I love is great as well. So you can catch that on the NBC yeah. Sports YouTube channel. Yes, indeed. All right, let's check in with Bob from Pennsylvania. Bob, what's on your mind today? How you guys doing tonight? Good, man. What's going on? My question is, I love the playoffs where it is right now, but my question is, I'm a huge fan of, like, the low-funded teams like Landon Castle, Corey LaJoy, and the rest of them. Out of the, out of the low-funded teams, which team do you guys think would get their, would get, actually get their first cup win? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a that's a good question, Bob. I think um, the '95 is that still considered a low-funded yeah, sure. team? Because yeah, I think it's oh, still, you know, an underdog yeah. team. Yeah. They are, and and Matt's done an amazing job, which he does everywhere he goes. And he's I know that they have a new alliance with Gibbs, and I want to contribute some of the performance gain yeah. to that. But I also still want to believe that Matt is making a difference, like he did with the '32 team. He he basically helped elevate that 32 team to yeah, something yeah. truly worth yeah. being a part of. Uh, it's, an, it's an opportunity. It's become an opportunity for drivers yeah. like it has uh, this past, past year with LaJoy. So, uh, you know, I, I'm excited about his opportunity, uh, Matt's opportunity yeah. to get a win this year. He was great at Daytona. I don't know if it'll happen at a plate track, but he's got a great opportunity at Talladega and Daytona coming up. Yeah. Um, but they're running in the top 20 every week. Yeah. And I know this team's already won, JTG. Before, but yeah, I'm right, telling you, yeah. man, Ryan Priest, Martinsville, he had a great run this past weekend. Great run at Martinsville, I, most underrated, under talked about run. He had a great. Oh, yeah. run. I was like, AJ finished yeah. great at Martinsville in that car yeah. year in and year out. He was always yeah. he was always yeah, dependable they, there in the top. Ryan team. did a great. Ryan job. carried the torch. Yeah, he did. Let's chat with Stephen in Ohio. Stephen, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, just was uh, you know, if Martinsville takes off under the night race, do you think other venues would like try to go to that and see more night races later on in the circuit? Think we could, guys, and that brings up the question of a midweek night race. I know that's what a lot of fans want to see too. You know, I, it depends on the track surface for me. Uh, I like a night race at any short track, but yeah. if it's a if it's a track surface that's got a lot of grip, I don't want to see a night yeah. race at that racetrack. I just it changes it. Yeah, it just changes. It just makes it too high grip, yeah. too predictable. Too the low line becomes dominant, uh, much like you see at Charlotte. I yeah. would not run a night race at Charlotte. Yeah. Not until that track starts to age a little yeah. bit. Hmm. And uh, so, for me, it, it depends on the track. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Let's go to Atlanta and run a night race. <laughs> that place got no grip. You could. It, it's perfect place to, to put a little grip Montana. back in the racetracks. Those places yeah. that are really 
like a slick track. You, wanna, you just want to tighten yeah. it up a little bit. Those, all places, those places, yeah. All the worn out tracks can do night races. Cool. Hey, if you're on the line, hang with us. We'll join you in our after show. Nate Ryan has been watching our hashtag, Let Me Say This. He joins us for the best viewer feedback from there in moments. say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. Here's what I'm going to say. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. Let me tell you something. But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. <laughs> ah, if you just wonder what we came up with, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this, people. Example. Let me say this. Awesome. And his, and his other one is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. This is going to be ugly. This is going to be ugly. So we decided not to go with hashtag I'm sorry. We went with hashtag let me say this. Yeah. So Nate, what have they been saying on our hashtag Okay, today? we're going to start with at Callie Speck, who wants to know, with two weeks off in the summer for drivers, because we have these two back-to-back -back off weeks, what do you think about shutting the teams down for a week so the teams can have vacation? Ooh, I guess that would be up to teams. Like F1. F1 does that. F1, F1 takes a month off. Should you teams... scoffed at that. Yeah. I just no, don't know like how it? you police it. Yeah. I hate, I mean, these ideas that we come up with where, how can they police that? Somebody's yeah. going to do some stuff they're not supposed who, to do. Who asked that question? Bob. Bob, 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 Bob we're all Hertz. coming to your house. Hope you got a pool. Hope you got a pool, Bob. Thanks for the offer. Okay, uh, that's how we're policing it. We're going to Boston. at Luke underscore eight sixty five wants to know what are other tracks that could have doubleheader weekends, and he suggests Las Vegas, Dover, Talladega. Could they have doubleheader mm. everywhere? Weekends? Everywhere could. Why, could. why, why couldn't you? I think I mean, Dover's a good candidate. Is there an obvious track that cannot? You know, the interesting well, thing is that O'Donnell said it needs a good camping base, which I didn't think of, but it makes sense. You know, if they there's a lot of people there, they're kind of around for the whole weekend. I think uh, you know, anyway. I, I would say the road courses would be a tough place to do it because the wear and tear on the motor yeah. transmissions, brakes, and all that stuff. Um, some of the tracks like the Mile and Half where they don't use a lot of brakes. Mm, um, yeah. those places that maybe the cars are you know survive those a little easier. I think Dover makes sense just because if yeah. Pocono is doing it because they might lose a race. Yeah. Dover might be the at, same thing. Good point. Uh, at Court Moore 15, uh, I think a short track would be friggin' awesome for the championship race. This is more comment <laughs> than a question, just so I can say friggin'. They are action packed during regular season, so just think how it would be for the finale. So, short track for the finale. Did you change yes, your yeah. Twitter name to that? That would name. be intense. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I would do Daytona, but, um, or Talladega. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. That would be intense. Yeah, why not? Like said, I mean, man, why not? This is, this is, we're in, a, we're in an entertainment business yeah. as well as we are a, a sport, and it's about performance. And we're kind of approaching this like a clean slate right now, so let's yeah. just throw stuff out and talk about it. Right. Let's have a discussion. Right. If it, if good. It, that if, was a good If, if good it's going to change every year, yeah. we've got to go to a short track. All right, two more comments. At Horsex says, I like the schedule change, but don't shorten the season. I'm miserable when it's the off season. And then finally, we have, uh, oh, at Cali Spec, Bob Mertz again gets two tweets. Uh, five major series races in one weekend to Pocono, Arca, Trucks, Xfinity Cup. I've died yes. and gone to heaven. No, you've died and gone to Pocono. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Thanks for playing. My goodness. And again, Pocono not changing ticket prices next year. That's going to be an impressive weekend with yes. what will likely be a doubleheader on Friday, Arca, Trucks, and then Xfinity and Cup, and then Cup yeah. race on Sunday. I mean, that's going to be pretty impressive. What Speed weeks at Pocono. That's it, man. <laughs> Speed weeks. Speed weekend Speed at Pocono. Weekend. Yeah. How about Double that? So, Throw an IMSA race in there. Use the road. Oh, oh yes. Right? You could do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I want to give a shout-out real quick to Ricky Diamond. Ricky's been working with us at NBC yes, Sports there he is. for 38 years. We call him RD. We love RD. He's been around for a long time. He's produced everything from Super Bowl pregame shows. There he is hanging There's out with Ricky. Michael Jordan. Ooh, got a little champagne there on the show. 
shirt. Arena Football League with me. He will be producing Good a job, flash Ricky. show for NBC Sports tomorrow. RD, we love you. We'll be back here tomorrow yeah, at 5 for NASCAR America. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.